800-800-7471. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Remember when your mom would say, stop crying or I'll give you a reason to cry about. Well, if you didn't stop till she gave you a reason, then you need the calming that only comes from the health-giving things you get at the Health Nut. An organic and healthy soup, salad, smoothie, and sandwich bar. Aisle after aisle of vitamins and supplements plus a healthful grocery store. So stop crying, no matter what the reason, and get healthy and happy at the Health Nut. Located in the 5th Street Mall in Sheridan. Hi, welcome to Homestar. I'm Sheridan. Hi, Sheridan. I'm Nickelwise, the dancing clown. You just moved here from Derry, Maine? Yeah, so now we know each other. While you fill out your loan application, you can vote for Homestar's scariest movie of all time bracket on SheridanMedia.com. You'll be entered for a chance to win $100 in chamber bucks. What are you afraid of? Ha, I'm not afraid of getting your home loan, that's for sure. Wow, this home you want to finance has a huge basement. Oh, there's all sorts of surprises down here. Hey, thanks for the balloon. Don't forget to vote for your scariest movie on SheridanMedia.com. We all float down here. You will float too. Homestar, your easiest way home. NMLS number 70864. In a continuing saga of Pizza Man, we join the commissioner as he overlooks a crime scene. They got us again, Pizza Man. All the chicken wings taken from yet another place. You need to find out who's doing this quick before they strike again. It's football season and people need their chicken wings. At least they haven't gotten Oli's. They have my favorite wings in town. I better go undercover and make sure they're not the next ones hit. Remember, Pizza Man, you're there to do a job, not just eat as many wings as you can. I'll check in with you later, but you better be on top of it because Oli's is this week's sponsor for Pro Football Pickup. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Department 2021 annual report, the average number of driving under the influence of rest between 2018 and 2020 was 215 a year. In 2021, that number was 209. An online insurance research group known as the Zebra analyzed the latest information using data from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the census and data from the FBI, and they found that as of 2019, Wyoming ranked worst for drunk driving problems and had more fatalities per 100,000 people than any other state. 
Joining me to talk about some of these problems that face us right here in Sheridan is the chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Floyd. Always, always great having you guys on here. This is a conversation that we've had uh, a few times, but it is it is an ongoing issue. Uh, we will end up talking about this again and again, um, and and it's it's kind of different every time. Over the past years, we've talked about the Sheridan Police Department's focus on preventing drunk drivers. Uh, or controlled substance drivers. Um, do we get a yeah, lot of those? In general, regardless of where we're talking alcohol or controlled substance, yeah, our, our focus is prevention. Preventing of these types of... Oh, are we off? There you go, Chief. Hey, we'll try this over again then. <laughs> there we go. So, All right. As I was saying, uh, yeah, prevention is uh, our number one goal. Preventing crime of any kind is, is our number one goal. And um, oftentimes... That is done through not only an enhanced enforcement, we we do several campaigns, but we always let people, the community know we are going to be out providing extra enforcement because that is a preventative measure, that deterrent factor. And that's, that's, that's key to much of what we do for our job is trying to deter people from making a poor choice, whether it's to commit a theft or to get behind the wheel of a vehicle when they've consumed either alcohol or a controlled substance. Because arresting folks is not the plan. No, it, it's not. Our our goal is um, to make zero arrests on anything because that shows that uh, not only have we been effective, but the partnership between the community and the police department has been effective. Um, we It's been proven uh, a problem is rarely uh, a community that can't arrest its way out of any problem, whether it's yeah. the, the prescription. And that, that came from the um, Montana meth findings in the um, early 2000s. It's like it's education and it, it's teamwork. Um Especially with DUIs, DUIs are not pleasant. Um, yeah, we're we're taking someone's freedom. It has a huge impact on the lives of the uh, the offender or the suspect, and it keeps an officer off the street for up up to three four, hours, three four hours. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. Wow, one DUI because they've got to take them in, they got to book them, they got to process everything. There's chemical tests that are involved. Um, yeah, it's it's a lengthy process. So it takes that away from the prevention efforts of others things that are happening out on the street. So it is very time-consuming. Now, if I remember correctly, the average cost of a DUI if convicted is about $10,000 once you factor in victim's impact, um, restitutions, uh, and fines. Is, is that about where it's at? Well, and one of the huge jumps is also in insurance. Um, that's right. The, the, that's the, right. And that's where the majority of that comes from. I say that's that most of it, from. yeah. Yep. That, um, we've heard that in it. I've never put the pen on the paper to calculate that exactly to see what that figures, but yeah, that's been kind of the national national standard, national average is roughly ten thousand dollars per violation. Ten thousand dollars, the loss of of your freedom, and and insurance rate hikes for a number of years. I'm sure it's, it's a long time. It's, yep, I think it's five, five maybe. or seven, five or seven. Yeah, for one. One bad choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And what we're really trying to prevent, <clears throat> I mean, at this point in the game in Sheridan, if you get arrested for DUI, it's self-induced. Um, what we're trying to prevent is the impact of that poor decision, um, that or having that poor decision impact someone else. Yeah. Um, obviously, we, we don't want the offender to 
get injured either. But what we are really preventing is an injury to someone else, an innocent bystander or motorist that's just doing their own thing, obeying all the laws, getting hit by a drunk driver. Um, that may sound kind of cold, um, but it is a poor decision. We mitigate in every way we can, um, ranging from bar walkthroughs, just to have that remind people that we're out there, to um, talking to you yeah. um, and, and having the present on the street. Um, and our goal is to pre prevent uh, DUI crashes and injuries to people. You know, over, oh, I'm sorry, Floyd, over no, the years, ahead. you know, the department and, and not just law enforcement in general, I guess, they, and especially in this state is kind of, um, I don't want to say get gotten beaten up, but really it's been scrutinized over the, the, the DUI enforcement. Um, it's, people aren't uh, always happy with it because, it, again, because of what we just talked about, the costs. Um, but it is legitimately probably the number one public safety threat that we face in Sheridan, yeah. I would say. Um, our violent crime rate, thankfully, is very, very low. Um, and we have steps in place to, to continue to maintain those levels. Um, and we do everything we can because this has been identified um, through data as something that puts people at risk day in and day out. And and if we can prevent, if we can cut these numbers in half, we've done that much more to to um, prevent a potential tragedy from occurring to somebody in this in this community. I've had to, and I know the captain has as well, had to knock on doors at two and three in the morning and notify loved ones that they've had family members killed in a drunk driving accident. Um, you know, yeah. it's not fun for us, but it's our job. But the impact it has on them is just, it's horrific. So, you know, it is really our, our number one threat. And that's why we do take a very hard stance and, and a zero tolerance on drinking and driving. Is it considered or, or is it a, a manslaughter charge if you're behind the wheel, DUI? And you kill a pedestrian? It it depends on the circumstances and okay. the discretion of the um, of the uh, the prosecuting attorney. Um, it 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 can be anything from even careless driving all the way up to a vehicular homicide. Wow! Um, or if you're drunk and you show intent to kill somebody, murder with a vehicle, that yes. could be homicide. So it just depends on the totality of the circumstances. Now, I, you had a great campaign. Uh, that you ran with Sheridan Memorial Hospital regarding drunk driving. Yes. Um, how did that come about? It, it was actually the hospital's idea. They were gracious enough to invite us uh, to participate. And, you know, that's another cost um, to society is the um, amount of room taken up in hospitals and the, the costs incurred by the hospital. Sometimes people aren't able to pay their hospital bills, yeah. whether it's someone that's struck and they shouldn't pay anyway. Um, it should be on the driver. Or the driver, it takes up, and I'm sure the hospital can speak in more depth on it than I can, but it takes up hospital beds, it takes up staff time, and it, it, it just takes up valuable resources. That, and the, despite what people may think, uh, the hospital does not have unlimited resources. They're, they're on a resource budget just like we are. You know, we, uh, we certainly learned that over the course of the last two years yes. about how, how, uh, how thin that can get. Uh, in a bad and, and situation. And that's something we touched on at the time. This was during COVID. And, you know, as, as much as they were they, they were uh, mitigating um, the risk of COVID to their staff and their patients, and then we're taking someone up there for, for something that's entirely preventable. Yeah. Are there, are there other ways that we can start or maybe even uh, uh, continue old campaigns? Are there other campaigns that 
the police department can do well, um, against uh, DUI? Yeah, outside of um, just educational campaigns that we run all the time, um, the partnership with the, the um, Chief and Sheriff and the Wyoming Prevention Action Alliance, they do a lot of cam- um, educational materials on uh, the, the dangers of drinking and driving. We also partner with our other law enforcement here, you know, the Sheriff's Office and Highway Patrol, especially during our, our large events, large-scale events, and, and we've advertised it here. You've had Highway Patrol on the Sheriff's Office, and we talk about that, hey, we're going to be out in force. And again, that deterrent factor, I think that's, that's, that's a very, it's a very good um, strategy short-term. Yeah. Um, get it in our minds right away, get it in, and really saturate it so people really think about that. And, and we have seen very good positive impacts with those campaigns and, and really, you know, letting people know we're going to be out there in enforcement, but it comes down to a, a, a it's a community issue. It's really got to be the, our, our community in general that, that really has a stance against drinking and driving. And it really, uh, you know, not a, a social norm like, uh, well, if you look at the states that are the worst ones, the, the large rural states, you know, Wyoming, North Dakota, Montana, I think Idaho, I think we're the top that, four. Those, those are the top four. Yes, um, I've, Found that information and, this and morning. Yeah, have consistently been the worst for, in addition to consistently the worst for in seatbelt use. So you're not only out in alcohol now, you're not now you're not buckling up. Um, so you know we're that's why our our data is is so skewed to where we have such high fatality rates for these type of things. Um, and, and but it's kind of just a a social norm. You know, it's it's accepted, and we have to have a zero tolerance at a community level, not just at the at the healthcare level, not just at the law enforcement level. Uh, it's got to be a, a community level. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Yeah, there's uh, a, lot, a lot of campaigns, yeah. a lot of stuff like that. Uh, that and, just came to my mind. I remember that. Uh, well, and, and friends don't get on the road drunk and put their friends at risk. Exactly. Either, or everyone exactly. else in the community. Now, are there areas in the city where we see more DUI arrests than others? Um, as with all of our traffic, it, it's on the main corridors of uh, Main Street, the um, Coffee Avenue to uh, the intersection of Brundage and, um, and Baycorn. It's just where, wherever there's the most traffic. It's the same places we have the most uh, speeding. Um, yeah, most crashes. Most crashes. Wow, so they still continue to use those main thoroughfares through yeah. the city. Now, uh, you don't have to say which ones, but I'm curious if there are establishments that you seem to get more DUI arrests from the individuals leaving? Uh, well, that statistical data comes from uh, self-reporting. So those that are um, have been arrested and violated the statute uh, are asked where they last consumed alcohol. So there's a little bit of skewing of it in there. But, I, you know, it's I, I don't know if we've had any anomalies, any... One one specific inst, uh, establishment that that produces higher numbers, but yeah, there's usually the there's a few of them, but they're the busier establishments. There's usually a few of them that contribute to the, the top five or top three, top five are usually pretty consistent. I'd, yeah. I'd say that, but they're they're some of the busier establishments in Sheridan. So it's, it's, gonna, it's more gonna than be likely relative. be that way, right? That's, yeah, and and we've worked good. The liquor dealers have been very good to work with, and and you know with safe rides, and contributing to safe rides, and and helping get people who have who have been consume too much alcohol, get them home, make attempts to get them home safely. And, and that's a lot, like the captain said, with our walkthroughs too, is just building those relationships with, with the servers there in those bars that are, hey, if they have somebody that's causing a problem, they have somebody that's going to, to drive when they know they've had too much, letting us know, letting us try to stop it before it happens. You know, when I was a server 
behind the bar for not that long, but uh, I always appreciated those walkthroughs, you know. It's just great knowing that, yep, they're there. They're just walking through. They're not bothering anybody, just kind of popping in, checking everything out, and then they were gone. Yeah, Uh, I mean, that's all we're doing. Um, And, and, well, by law, we can, there are certain, we we are um, agents of the licensing authority of the liquor licenses. We could get far deeper in our walkthroughs than we do. Wow, really? We can inspect uh, tips training logs and and various other, other records, but we don't do that, and we have no desire to do that. What we want to do is walk through and make the bar staff feel safe and also make the patrons feel safe. Yeah. And part of making everyone safe is um, sometimes we find people that are a little too young to be in the bars. Um, underage drinking is a, is a problem. Um, and we want to prevent that. Obviously, our, our brains aren't developed before we, we reach 21 years old, um, which is a legal drinking age. Um, so we're helping people not make a tragic mistake that can impact them for the rest of their lives. You know, I can tell you right now that I, I drank too young. And that's probably, uh, you know, obviously it led to my alcoholism later on in life. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, a lot of that had to do with culture yep. and, and, and the culture that I was brought up in. Um, it's, it's what the cool bad boys did. Well, the, 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 the Western culture and the military culture are kind of similar. Um, they're based on hard work. Um, and there, there, there is a, an element of, uh, uh, Having fun with work hard, play hard. Yeah, work hard, play hard, which is quite honestly, people deserve it around here. People here work extremely hard. Yeah, um, and play hard, but play hard, have responsibly, a good, have a good game, have, have a game plan, <laughs> have yeah. a game plan. That's and, right. Uh, how many times have we said that? Plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead. We have said that so many times right here behind these mics, you know, and that's that is number one and, and key in making a good decision is if you have those plans in place ahead of time. It's not a spontaneous decision or a poor decision. You're like, okay, I already, I already made my plan. I already know what's going to happen. And that, that will contribute a lot to making things a much safer environment for everyone. And honestly, it's more fun because you know you don't have to worry uh, about getting home that night. You already got a plan. Mm-hmm. So it, then you can really cut loose. You know, Then you can really have a good time. All right. When we return, we're going to speak more about DUIs and the enforcement efforts that have been going on this year with the Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930K, are we? 103.9 FM, Sheridan. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you to learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you visit elias and financial online or call 307-672-3010 securities offered through royal alliance associates inc member finra sipc 
Good morrow, ladies and gents. It is my distinguished honor to welcome you to the Renaissance. The Renaissance? I love it. How progressive and what a delightful name for a play. My play. Do tell me more. The Renaissance is not a play. It's a period of time. The time in which we are living. And we're not presenting a play. We're presenting a musical. A musical called Something Rotten. A musical? How curious. What of it? Nothing's more amazing than a musical. It has song, dance, frivolity, eggs, and Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Tremendous. Count me in. I'll produce it at once. The producing has already commenced. The very extravagant performance house known as The Wire will be presenting Something Rotten Saturday, October 15th for their fundraising gala. Gala? Fancy. How do I get tickets? You may obtain tickets through internet witchery at wyotheater.com or by hailing the box office. The Renaissance seems to be quite revolutionary. Good for us. I shall plan my outfit and purchase my tickets immediately. Huzzah! Get your tickets for Wyo Gala 2022 Something Rotten Saturday, October 15th at 6 p.m. before it's too late. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. As we enter the fall months, have you made that plan to market your business? Are you stuck, confused on what to do? Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager at Sheridan Media. Let us help you put a plan in place as we gear up for the holiday season. Sheridan Media can market your business on up to nine different radio stations. We can place your print ad in front of nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County with the Country Bounty. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of digital products that we offer. We can also place your ad on our two websites. Let our creative and experienced marketing team put a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan together to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story, whether locally or across the country. Call Sheridan Media today at 672-7421 or email sales at SheridanMedia.com and let us go to work for you. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am with the chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and captain of the force, Tom Ringley. This morning we're discussing DUIs here in Sheridan. And as the the chief said, the four most dangerous states, Wyoming, North Dakota, Montana, and Idaho for drunk driving, they all share a geographic region. Uh, We were talking just before the break about how we also kind of all share a culture. The rule, work hard, play hard type of culture, which is, uh, it's not a bad thing. I I grew up that way. You guys grew up that way. Um, You know, the old old beer after work with the guys or the girls. And then, of course, uh, taking advantage of karaoke night. All of that is something. Speak for yourself. (laughs) All of that is something that I think everybody in this room completely supports and appreciates, that we can do what we do ask. Have a plan to get home. Uh, Make a plan so you're not the one that jumps behind that wheel. Now, 
have the DUI enforcement efforts had any impact on alcohol-involved crashes here within Sheridan? Um, they have, just to lend some context, um, year-to-date um, for this year through the end of September, we've made 137 DUI arrests. Uh, this is down from the average of 152 uh, for the average year-to-date for 2017, for 2000 through uh, 21. Um, the average BAC for each of those periods is about the same. This year, we're averaging a 0.18, which is more than twice the legal limit. Wow, that's that's uh, pretty high. Yeah, the average for the previous five years has been a, one, a 0.16. Um, and don't forget that there can be a, other contributing factors such as controlled substances. But for the year, um, we are down a little bit. A little bit. We're, so far, we've investigated 13 traffic crashes in which alcohol consumption, consumption was a contributing factor. And the year-to-date average for the previous five years is 16. So that, that's a, that, that's, to us, that's a sign of progress. Right. Um, we're not happy about the raising blood alcohol concentrations. But some people may say, well, it's only down to 13 from 16, but those are three less chances of someone dying. Yes. Um, so we're and headed, you, trending the right way. If you, know. you think about a 0.18, really, really let that sit in for a minute, what, what it takes to get somebody's alcohol level to a 0.18. And we were talking off, off the air. We had a, an arrest the other morning at 10.30 that was over a 0.3. 10.30 in the morning. A.M. Um, so those are concerning. And, and, then, so it, and it's not somebody, this, these arrests are not somebody that went out and had two beers after work. Because you hear that all the time, right? People, I went out and I had two beers and I got arrested for DUI. These are not two beers after work. These are not four beers after work. This is some heavy consumption of alcohol. And, and that's the risk factor. It's, it's, you know, people can say, well, at a .08, I'm probably still okay to drive, even though that's the presumed limit in the state of Wyoming. We're talking now add a .1 to that. That's, that's, those are the drivers that we're, that we're taking off the street. That is an amazing uh, amount uh, of alcohol in, Yeah, in I mean, think blood. about anybody that's reactionary time uh, for somebody at .18, vision, uh, Judgment, everything is skewed so bad at that high of a level. And then, what did, uh, yeah, we've had them in the point threes regularly. My gosh. Blood alcohol levels. You know, Sheridan County, not just city, um, we're one of 99 police departments in the state of Wyoming and 23 county sheriff's offices. So if you had those two, but we made up for 7% of DUI arrests in the state of Wyoming in 2021. Uh, that's, that's something there. Yeah, seven percent of statewide DUI numbers were come out of Sheridan County. Would you would you call that high? Would you call I'd that? That's low? very high. That's very high. Twenty three counties and and yeah, I'd say that's I say that's high. Yeah, it's higher than I want it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's roughly forty officers or deputies on patrol out of the two thousand uh, two thousand or so in the state. Um, that we're less than seven percent of the population in the state as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting number. Um, and we, um, you know, we, we are, as the chief said, we're, we're very conscientious about enforcing DUI statutes. We actually have a, pro- a little over $20,000 in uh, grants for DUI enforcement and seatbelt enforcement, but it's, um, everyone else does too. Uh, yeah. I don't think the sh- a Sheridan office, officer is any more um, conscientious about it than any other officer anywhere else. It's just that the, the DUIs are here to, to, to be um, arrested. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, it, when it comes to blood alcohol level, at, we talk about like those high numbers. Mm-hmm. Those aren't average for a DUI stop. Um, many times, is it is it more along that individual who says, "Hey, I only had one." Do do you get that a lot? Because buzz driving is still drunk driving. Yes. Um, and, and, and in most cases that I've seen, uh, uh, and I've seen a lot, not, not drunk driving, but just individuals saying, I'm, I'm just buzzed. I'm just buzzed. And they're tipsy back and forth. And- <laughs> so regardless of whether they had just one or they had 21, the, the standard answer is usually either I only had one or I only had three. I don't know why they skip over two for whatever reason. Wow. That's a pretty sad. Oh, yeah, when you ask. Then it's a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. That's I, I don't mean to laugh at it. Yeah. But that's everybody has commented that is a really standard answer. I had one or I had three. I don't know. So wow, that's quite a bit. And and there's always also the argument. Well, I can't walk home. I'll get a public intox. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of misconception on what a public intoxication truly is. Some I I can I can't count the number of times I've seen somebody walking home and. They may have stumbled a little bit. I'm like, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm headed home. Okay. And it's, they're dressed for the weather. They're walking in the correct direction from home. Because our PIs, the public intoxication arrests that we make, are people that are unconscious when we contact them to start with, passed out. Uh, It's 20 below zero, and they're wearing a T-shirt and a pair of flip-flops, trying to walk home, Um, obviously, or, or... when they when you ask them what direction they're headed, they they're walking in the opposite direction of their home. So the uh, the public intoxication is when people there's an articulable danger to them to their health and safety. I mean, we did unfortunately have an individual within the last 18 months, I think it was. I don't remember how long ago it was. 15 months maybe. Die of exposure in the entryway to his own apartment in the winter from intoxication. He couldn't make it up to his apartment. My God. Uh, so, so that's what, that's why public intoxication exists. It's not to use this, be used as a crutch for somebody to get behind the wheel of a vehicle for fear that they'll get a public intoxication. It's because of individuals who are. And it's not to prevent people from walking home, but to make right. a bad decision. I love it when I see somebody walking home that's, they've had a little bit too much and they're like, yeah, I'm just walking home. I'm, I'm good. I'm headed in the right direction. I'm getting home. I didn't want to drive. I'm, like, I don't, I'm not wearing you. a T-shirt in minus 40 below right. weather. And I say thank you for making a good choice. Yeah. And, this uh, off the top, my, if I was to estimate the presumptive blood alcohol concentration for public intoxication arrests or drunk pedestrians in the roadway, um, it'd be about a 0.25. Yeah, I was thinking 2.6. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's up there. So, so, somewhere in, in, in that realm. Um, Over three times, to presume. Wow. wow. Easily. I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of any below that that I've seen recently, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean it. It is. They're not only are they a danger to themselves or others, but also not. Let's not forget the um, the title of that ordinance is disorderly conduct. Um, disorder. Do we want our children watching people stumble around at a point two five? Does your average member of the community want to see that? While while it's, that's in itself is not arrestable, um, there's a reason it, it falls under that um, under that section. Yeah, I can, and and that's something I can completely understand. I mean, if it, it, you know, if you're at that level, yeah, I would think that that is pretty close to blackout drunk. It quite often is. Again, uh, like I said, you don't even know what you're doing anymore. It, quite often, that, those are the individuals we encounter, and and they go to jail for their own safety. Yeah, yeah, as, as, as well. Absolutely. 
well, uh, is is uh, tips actually seeing a higher volume of participation? That's uh, I'm running out of time with you, but I, I wanted to ask that question because this is a program it's, that I absolutely love. I, I don't have the numbers, but it's consistently excellent. The the, the servers in the community are doing a great job of keeping um, their staff certified. We will teach it almost at anyone's convenience. All they have to do is call Corporal John Snoozy at 672-2413 or Officer John Stallions, and they'll make it happen. It's a great program. Uh, every time I have an, uh, a 501c3 here uh, talking about, uh, hey, we're going to hold this event or that event, they always say we're going to have tips servers yep. there. So if you want to be a good server in this uh, city, head on down. Get yourself some tips training. You will learn a lot about the industry that you're going into. Chief, Captain, thank you both so much for uh, taking some time coming in and speaking with me about this today. Uh, It's always appreciated. All right, folks, when we return, we're going to speak with Johnson County Commissioner Bill Novotny. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service, as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native, and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Have you been to SheridanCommercial.com? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. I invite you to explore and compare prices of our wide selection of quality office supply products by going online to SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of office supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway or explore over 42,000 items online at SheridanCommercial.com. 
Do you own that house? You know, the one with the holes in the front door, disintegrating window sills, paint coming off in sheets, and weeds as high as a roof? The one house that everybody in the neighborhood knows. Do you want to just walk away, but you can't afford to without some money in your pocket? Well, Wild Renovation is perfect for you. They'll make you a cash offer for your home, no matter the condition or how rough it is. Find them on Facebook or at wildrenovation.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Joining me for the second part of the show this morning, all the way from Johnson County, is Commission Chairman Bill Novotny. Good morning, Commissioner. Good morning, Floyd. It has been entirely too long. I know. It's great to hear your voice, sir. Um, You you, uh, got through the primaries. You've got the general coming up, but you are running unopposed. That is correct, and Johnson County is looking to add a, a very good uh, new commissioner in uh, Jeff Shelley, who was also the other victorious candidate in our uh, hotly contested primary. So we're looking forward to bringing uh, Commissioner Shelley in on board in January. That's fantastic. When a new commissioner joins the board, what type of training do they receive? Well, the County Commissioners Association has a series of orientation and training that they offer for new commissioners. But beyond that, it really falls on the new commissioner to get in, roll their sleeves up and, and get to work. And uh, you, you really are, are there to on the job training type situation. There isn't uh, a whole lot of onboarding. They throw you into the fire. <laughs> a lot of great jobs do now, sir, how was your summer? You know, it was great over here. Uh, obviously, uh, and we're seeing it not just in Johnson County, but across the state, tourism numbers were a little bit down. And, of course, is that because of the high water mark that you set the year before with people finally able to travel after COVID? Or was it folks who decided because they couldn't see everything they wanted to see at Yellowstone because of the flood or that gas prices kept them home from traveling? But I think, you know, all in all, we had a, a good summer. Certainly the sales tax numbers uh, are solid, so we're pleased. That's fantastic. Did the uh, Johnson County Fair see a lot of participation this year? It did. Uh, and what's always great, kind of one of the culminating events of that is the junior livestock sale where those kids sell their projects. Uh, and we had another good record uh, of money raised for those kids who can put that towards college or next year's project. So we always appreciate the business community that steps up uh, as well as one of the biggest buyers at that event every year is Governor Gordon and his wife, Jenny. So we appreciate their support as well. Uh, But it was, it was a great fair and rodeo and we look forward to to seeing everybody back there again next year. Now, You've got a lot of things going on over there in Johnson County. Uh, it's been a while since you and I talked. How is the construction going at the skilled nursing facility? Well, Floyd, we are in the home stretch, and we are slated uh, to actually have a ribbon cutting with the governor uh, on the 20th of October. And, uh, you know, there may be some little minor details that aren't quite uh, done on the three cottages, but... Uh, they are uh, very, very close, and 
I think you're going to start to see the first residents there this fall. And, you know, you got to hand it to this, uh, whether it's state construction department that oversees the whole project or uh, architects, the craftsmen that were on site, which was a skull construction, but dealing with the pandemic, dealing with supply chain issues, and we're still uh, pretty much on time and on schedule. Well, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I know a lot of construction projects that ended up having to slow down or or simply be put on a hiatus for a little while while that can while that supply chain issue came through uh having a real rough time getting lumber of all things which really kind of surprised me um you know half of my time growing up was spent over in oregon so i've seen how quickly the lumber industry can can uh, get going and and how much they can send out so i was a little bit surprised by that but it is good to hear that, uh, you know, the skilled nursing facility doesn't sound like they've had to take, uh, you know, skip over any stones. But I do have a question regarding staffing. Staffing issues have swept the nation, uh, especially when it comes to skilled health care workers. Um, very tough. So are there concerns regarding the staffing of this facility? Well, I think you're going to see not only concerns there, but all the facilities uh, in our region. And uh, whether it's CNAs, nurses, doctors, uh, absolutely, it's a concern. And, uh, you know, whether it's pay, the rigors of work, uh, COVID uh, vaccine requirements that uh, push some people out of the healthcare industry that were previously working in that space, um, it's going to be an impact for a while on everyone. And uh, they are starting to staff up uh, and, and look at filling positions there. Uh, but it's going to be a struggle for everyone to tell. Uh, we can get the root issues resolved and, and whether it's pay or hours or, or exactly what, but, you know, we just know what heroes healthcare workers are. And um, certainly we need, young people that are willing to go into those fields and and make that difference in their communities because they are so important. Absolutely. And a field with this high of demand, I would think, uh, is, is an excellent career opportunity. Uh, there was a time, believe it or not, even I considered about becoming a nurse uh, after uh, going through some uh, life-saving classes with the U.S. Army, I thought about it. Now, for those who don't know, sir, when we talk about this skilled nursing facility, uh, what are we talking about? Um, I, I, I guess I haven't actually said or had you say what it, what it is in quite some time. This skilled nursing facility is a heck of a place, isn't it? It, it really is. Like, this is that point where uh, maybe you're an older individual and you've, you've served your country honorably or you're a spouse of a service person or you're a member of a Gold Star family. Then... Uh, you could be eligible to uh, live and and stay at this wonderful uh, three new cottages that are on the campus of the Wyoming Veterans Home. And uh, with skilled nursing in this greenhouse concept, uh, you will have as many of the amenities as they can give you uh, at being in your own home. Uh, but really that you're in a, an institution and you need additional care. So um, 
you know, whatever the service member's disability rating is plays into the factor if you go into a skilled nursing uh, facility, but they just provide that higher level of care. Uh, one of the units uh, is set up, Floyd, so that if you have people that are dealing with also some psychiatric issues, uh, that they can be cared for uh, in a safe environment for them. So uh, it really is that bridge after you really aren't able to care for yourself anymore, and it's a place then you can be at uh, until you pass away. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think this place is uh, uh, really going to fill up pretty quick. Um, you know, we've got a lot of great veterans in this state. That's one thing about this state that I love. Uh, a lot of veterans here, and uh, as, as we all age, <laughs> as, as it seems to happen, it's good to know that we've got a facility right there in Johnson County with uh, the beautiful Bighorns as a backdrop right out their back door. Uh, the location of this skilled nursing facility is is absolutely beautiful. And although uh, it, it it's not exactly directly in view, I, w- I would suggest that people just kind of take a drive over there and uh, take a look at this place because it's, it's, it's a sight to behold. Uh, and, and I know Johnson really County is. fought like hell to make sure that that place <laughs> was right there uh, so that those vets could see those mountains. It really is. Uh, you know, we were looking at it in, in two tracks. First of all, you've got the veterans facility that's already there. They have the staff and the infrastructure in place. Uh, so it, t- to us, it just made sense to expand the mission. And you'll have residents that are presently at the Wyoming Veterans Homes are going to be able to just transition right across the parking lot uh, into those cottages. Uh, but it, 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 to us, it just really made sense. And we're proud that Johnson County and Buffalo have supported the mission of the Wyoming Veterans Home since its inception. And so it just, to us, it made sense that it should go there, and, and we were very pleased with the end result. But you're right. It was was a fight, uh, and that was really kind of unfortunate that the way the legislature uh, set this up is that it pitted communities against each other. Yeah. Because it did, when you do things like that, it does create some ill will, uh, between communities, which is unfortunate, but uh, we're very proud uh, that we are selected and we're very pleased uh, of just the top-notch facility that is nearing completion and going to be ready to start receiving patients. Now, a- another issue over there in Johnson County, it's, it seems as if your fire season was a little lighter uh, this year than in years prior. W- w- am I correct in that? Y- you are, and you know, we just recently did have uh, out on the Christian Ranch uh, what was being referred to as the TW fire and uh, burned several thousand acres of of some folks' winter pasture that you hate to see them lose that. But we we were lucky that we didn't have a real catastrophic. Of course, you know, we had the an interesting fire that started in the Bighorns, which they later determined was not caused by a lightning strike but actually a a plane crash where two individuals perished but we had uh, uh, we were lucky and we think a lot of that was due to folks being diligent uh, with their campfires and their activities doing things to make sure that they didn't start any man-made fires and we think that when you put those fire bans in place it helps people remember that they need to be a little more diligent and you know folks were able to have 
fireworks on the 4th of July, and then shortly after that, we, we put the fire ban in place. And uh, now uh, our fire warden, Till Camino, asked us to lift that. And so there are no longer any restrictions uh, in the Bighorns and in Johnson County for uh, your fires. Oh, that's but fantastic. Again, we encourage folks, though, we did have a good year. We have a lot of fuel out there. The grass is up. So just please, uh, as, as we dry out for the fall, we want people to be careful uh, nonetheless. That's right, sir. Yeah, the, we're not out of the forest yet. Uh, as soon as when we start to get a little bit more snow on the ground. Now, also, you had District Forest Ranger Thad Barrett at your commission yesterday to update uh, you guys on Crazy Woman Canyon Road and other items. What did we learn? Well, we learned, and uh, we do appreciate everybody that's been patient this summer with the the weekday closures and then Crazy Woman Canyon being open just on the weekends as they are in the process of starting some major repairs to the roadway uh, as well as replacing a bridge. Uh, and so Thad has decided just because uh, it's taken a little bit longer that that closure is going to stay in place uh, for another week. Uh, and if you are thinking about driving up Crazy Woman Canyon, give the Forest Service a call uh, ahead of time just to make sure that it is open so that we don't spoil your trip and you get there and, and the gate's up and you can't get up there. But uh, they're looking at getting their projects wrapped up for the season and then uh, that road will be open and available to travel uh, until we get that first big snow, and then we'll close it down uh, for the season. But uh, some good progress was made up there, Floyd. And hopefully we won't see a ton of disruption uh, next summer when they bring in the, the replacement bridge and they continue the work up there. Yeah, we're hoping that uh, gets done quickly. Um, I haven't been up there yet this year, but I usually try to make a trip about uh, at least once a year up to the canyon and walk it. It is one of the most beautiful places I think I have ever seen in my life. Uh, it is amazing. Sir, I only have about two minutes left. So just really quick, is there anything that you're working on or, or tracking for the upcoming legislative session? Well, you know, Floyd, I know it's on everybody's mind. Certainly it's on my mind because I watched my property taxes go up 36%. Just know that uh, your commissioners through the Wyoming uh, County Commissioners Association have been very engaged with the legislature over the interim of kind of trying to come up with some solutions and some relief for folks on their increased property taxes. So know that's on the top of our list, and we look forward to working with the treasurers in our counties as well as the assessors to kind of come up with what we believe is going to be the best solution and then encouraging the legislature to move that uh, those ideas in, in, into law and get some relief for folks. That's fantastic to hear, sir. That is one thing that I have heard universally uh, from both sides of the aisle all the way down the pipe. Uh, property taxes have increased exponentially, uh, and so it's good to know that you guys are getting down there and going to fight for us during that session. Sir, always a pleasure to speak with you. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you for taking uh, time with us. Yep, Floyd. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share
At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. The share it with a friend deal even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. There's a deal for every friendship at McDonald's. Right now, buy a Big Mac, 10-piece chicken McNuggets, or a quarter pounder with cheese, and get the second one for just a buck. And pair them with one of our frozen drinks, like the new Fanta Blue Raspberry. Price participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, it's nearly time for the MLB playoffs, so we break down the playoff bracket as it stands and some predictions for the playoffs. We talk about a full weekend slate of football, both college and the NFL, and we had something very special happen in the NFL on Sunday. Tune in to find out what it was. The Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, wherever you get your podcasts or on sharedmedia.com and podcastwyoming.com. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burden. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Here's Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Welcome to Homestar. My name is Matt. It looks like you and your family really need to find a new place to call home. And before the snow flies, for sure. Brad Rom. Brad Rom. Brad Rom. Brad Rom. Brad Rom. While we work on your home loan, go to sharedmedia.com and vote in the scariest movies of all time movie bracket presented by Homestar. You'll be entered for a chance to win $100 in chamber bucks just for voting. 